You're listening to the Athletic Motion Golf Podcast. I'm Mike Renato, and I'm here with my good buddy and co-founder in AMG, Sean Webb. We have one goal with this podcast, to help you improve your game. We're going to do that by showing you what the best players in the world do, and then show you how to incorporate those same moves into your own swing. And we're going to do it all in 15 minutes or less. Today's episode is brought to you by Live View Golf. We use the Live View Pro every day in lessons because it gives our golfers the necessary feedback for improvement. The Live View Pro is like having a swing studio in your pocket. It's a tool we recommend to anyone serious about improving their swing. Check it out at liveviewsports.com backslash AMG to get $40 off at checkout. All right, Sean, we got the stopwatch going, 15 minutes. Let's talk about spine angle. And this is a topic that very nearly, if not always, comes up in a lesson, either online or in-person lessons. And you can really kind of gauge the efficiency and ability to produce power in the swing by where our spine starts to tilt. And we know the spine doesn't move in like a straight line, right? There's there's all those vertebrae, it's all different sections, but we're used to seeing gear swings and gears has a feature called the virtual spine where it basically connects the spine in a straight line. This makes it super easy to kind of visualize the movements throughout the mm-hmm. swing. So that's kind of how we're going to reference the spine today. Just kind of simplify it and talk about, you know, where it tilts, where it bends, where it turns, all those kind of things to, to hopefully give you guys a really good, clear uh, image. You know, and images are big in golf swing. If you can kind of have the proper image, most of us can kind of achieve that image to some degree. So when we're looking at a swing, Sean, from straight on, and we see that backswing start, we see the club start moving. What do we like to see with regards to that spine angle from the face-on view? Yeah, I think um, everybody normally thinks of this from down the line, you know, kind of looking um, from the side of the golfer toward the target. But I think it's real important to also think of spine angle from face-on, like Mike's talking about. And, you know, what we would like to see and what we see with really good golfers, it just stays pretty neutral, pretty vertical, kind of 90 degrees at setup and pretty much 90 degrees when you get to the top. And I know, um, you know, there's a lot of different instructors out there teaching a lot of lean away at the top and even at setup, kind of the reverse K. And, you know, the more Mike and I look at high level swings, you know, we've got a lot of good swings in our database that we've studied over the years. And the more we see just neutral, spine just kind of 90 degree vertical spine if you drew a line from the golfers kind of the back you know that his let's just say his shirt tag to his back of his um center of his hips you know that line there stays pretty straight up and down uh, from address to the top of the swing and even late into the downswing yeah we don't even at setup you know the Mm -hmm. right shoulder for a right-handed golfer is going to be lower than the left that's done with the shoulders. That's not done by tilting the spine away from the target. That's a huge point. Uh, especially when we see golfers set up with driver. They really want to kind of get that spine really tilted. And what that does is, one, it almost forces you into bad movements with the hips. And really the hips are, they're not in control of the golf swing, but they have a massive influence on how you can move your spine. Because you're, you're basically controlling the bottom of the spine with the hips. So if you start with a lot of tilt, that's going to have a tendency to really flatten the hips. And it's also going to lean you away at the top. And it's just something that we, it's very biased for ball flight. 
and it's something that we don't see the best players in the world do. We don't really see it. And, you know, there's there's a margin there. There's a window there. There's there's 90 degrees, which is dead vertical. And then there's, you know, four or five degrees on the left of that, four or five degrees on the target side of that. And most golfers fall within that small window of movement. I would say if they don't, they actually lean more towards the target than they lean away from the target. And and the I'm just game about to say that. Yeah, and yeah. the game has gotten to be explosive. The game has gotten to be where distance is a requirement. Courses are getting longer, you know, equipment's going farther. If you're not taking advantage of, you know, the things that are available to hit the ball farther, and one of those is the technology we have for the mechanics of a swing, you know, you're you're somebody else that you're playing against will, and you're leaving yards and you're leaving an advantage on the table. So we see all these great players. You look at the the top players in the world do this exceptionally well. They really start to lean everything towards the target to some degree. It could be one degree. It could be 10 degrees to really create this leverage and this forward kind of surfing move, this recentering move that we talk about so much. And it makes the downswing much more dynamic and it allows you to keep your angles better and it really allows you to explode with the body movements down there by the ball. That is just not there when you're tilting your spine away from where you're trying to hit the ball. You know, we covered this in another episode, but I mean, your whole goal in the backswing is to get the the pressure to the right of your center of mass. The problem with this reverse K where you start setting up with the spine way to the right and the hips left is that you can't move the pelvis underneath you as much as you need to underneath the top of the spine to get the center of pressure to the right of your center of mass. I know that sounds complicated. It's really not. If you think about how you walk, that's how you walk. Your pressure goes to the right of your, you know, your foot lands, pressure's over there. It's the same. It's like a stepping motion that you're making. You need to make it when you swing. But if you get the reverse K, you can't move the body in that dynamic fashion. So you're ending up just trying to muscle it is what I call it, right? I mean, you end up just whatever strength you have, you're not getting any advantage from the, the the ground and using the ground correctly, you're just muscling the ball out there. I know because I, I tried to do it and I know the difference because I know I have my swing before and after and on a force plate and I can see the forces I was producing before when I had a reverse K and they're nothing like they are now when, I, when I'm doing it correctly. Yeah, and you can even look at kind of the last, I don't know, dozen years or 10 years evolution on the long drive. Right, it used to be just like these big muscular, and then they're still big, but it was all muscle, right? And Look at this Kyle Berkshire; he's not even a big guy. Yeah, well, and you, th- and you think of like when Sadlowski, Sadlowski. came out and really kind of broke the mold, and really was for a, a little guy, especially amongst those giants, was a little guy, mm-hmm. and really see how he started to really leveraged the, the physics and the mechanics of the swing in his favor to outdrive them all. And he did it for a few years. And then you, yeah, like Kyle Berkshire, you, know, you see him doing those steps to get started. Look at this Kyle Berkshire where that, they have that step, 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 step swing. That's right. what he's doing. And these are all, they're using a golf club, but it's not golf, but they are extreme examples of what you can do when you, when you kind of, you know, nobody plays golf that way necessarily. Visually, certainly, but golfers like Roy McIlroy or, or Dustin Johnson or these great players that it. you see competing every week, they're doing this within the realistic version of golf, right? 
they're taking advantage of these things and they're producing these unbelievable, um, you know, dynamic movements in these controlled way. Cause that's, you know, they, they can't hit those foul balls like the long drivers do, or you'd never hear from them. So they're, they're, they're creating these same movements just in a much more playable version. And then we look at our amateur golfers that we work with and we see these, these movements lacking severely or they're not there at all. And yeah, it, it all starts with how you position the spine. You, you look at the, the Kyle Berkshires, the Sadlowski's, the Rory's, these, all these guys position the spine in such a way that it allows them to one to rotate, uh-huh. right? When you start tilting the spine off axis a bunch and flattening the hips, you feel like you're rotating more, but you're really not. And you're not doing it powerfully. You're just spinning. It's more of a hip spin. There's no ground. You're not really using the ground at that point. You're kind of rotating around your ankles, mm-hmm. right? You're not really hurting the ground at all. And then if you watch someone like Hendrick Stinson, who's one of my, the most impressive golfers I've been next to on a, on a driving range, it's like he's mad at earth, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he's pounding the earth with his feet. He's pounding it with his club. I mean, these guys are taking advantage of those forces and you can see it in their spine movements. You don't really see poor spine movements anymore on tour. One, because they usually get hurt because it's a big source of injury. And two, it just doesn't generate the kind of speed and power that we, that you can't generate otherwise. Exactly. And you can't, you, you made a good point, you know, you, especially with having the spine pretty neutral, you know, going to the top of the swing and starting down. And you can't do that if your pelvis is out of position. So I think the more we talk about these kind of things, the more we kind of allude back to, okay, you know, if you want good spine angle, you have to make sure the lower body's in the right position in order to do it. And I think you, sometimes it's easy to forget about that because everybody kind of pays attention maybe just kind of what the head is doing. But if you right. can figure out where the lower body needs to be and where the hips and the legs need to be moving in order to keep the spine fairly neutral, I think that's a better way to go about looking at it. In, in many cases in the golf swing, the head is a pump fake. It's almost a distraction. Because the head has its own movements. The head is not dictated by how you want to look like kind of the throat or the base of the neck. Much better to look at, or even if you can get a rear view, like where the shirt tag goes. That's what you want to look at because the head can do its own thing. Uh, and, you know, it's influenced by eye dominance and those kind of things. And the body's pretty much, you know, it's influenced a lot by the ground. But let's kind of dive into what those good movements look like, starting with the hip. Like we, we like to see. And um, if you're familiar with any of the you know the great golf researchers out there, Dr. Uh, Kwan talks about the pelvis having kind of a breakaway period to start the golf swing. You want to explain that? Yeah, and, and um, I think this is a, such a important thing. That the more I look at good swings, the more you see it. Especially like been, I've been looking at Rory's swing a lot in gears. You know, what you'd like to see right in the beginning of the swing is a movement to the away from the target with the with the hips, like a lateral kind of motion. We call it the breakaway. We kind of got that term from him. But that that early shift of the pelvis to the right, slight movement gets the pressure to the right and also allows you to start tilting the pelvis, which, you know, in the end keeps the spine more neutral or even slightly leaning to the left. And tilting, we should be really clear about that. We're talking about for a right-handed golfer, the right hip getting higher, it's left hip lower. So it's tilting it down towards the target rather than the opposite direction. Because if you can put yeah. some tilt in your hip early and, and 
grow that tilt as you continue to rotate, it's very difficult to get the spine out of position. But if yeah, you, I think when, yep, 100%. If you right, have one I of those, the problem, I'm sorry, if you have one of those slow takeaways and the upper body gets going first and the, and the hips kind of turn level, then the spine's going to tilt. It's almost impossible not to tilt it at that point. Yeah, and it's going to tilt away, usually away from the target. Right. Like I, I, that's what I used to do. And that, you know, not only when you start getting that thing tilted too far away from the target, which I think a lot of people were taught, including me, um, not only do you struggle with, you know, gaining some clubhead speed from just good use of the ground, you struggle with club path movements. You know, I, I struggle with a hook and a push. Yeah. I mean, that where your spine is at the top, if it's if it's leaning away from the target too much, you know, that that's a you can't do anything but swing way from the underneath, way underneath the plane. It, it really does control the shape of the swing. You're gonna have a hard time neutralizing your club path for sure. You have to do it with your hands and arms and kind of pull them across you, and it's it's a death, it's a death move. Even getting the shoulders back to square at impact is very difficult to do. All right, so we we the beginning of the swing, we want that right hip to get higher. We want that spine to at least stay in that 90-degree neutral range. As we start nearing the top, it, it can lean a little bit towards the target or stays pretty much at that 90-degree range, and the hip is mm-hmm. pretty much maxed, tilted near that time at the top too. So mm-hmm. we've got 15 to 20 degrees of hip tilt. We've got a spine that's pretty neutral. The, the body's going to have a much easier time rotating, especially the upper body and the shoulders. The chest and the shoulders rotate so much better from there. And you can, you can do this at home. You can, you can tilt yourself away, protract those shoulders forward, and see how difficult it is to rotate those shoulders compared to keeping your chest nice and tall and wide and rotating your shoulders. You're going to get a much bigger range of motion from that. I mean, a lot of times people think they have a short swing, and it's because they're – they have so much lean away from the target at the top that your arm can't, you can't move around your body as much. If you're bent, if your chest is like kind of facing the ground at the top of the swing and you're leaned away, you can only make about a half a backswing. Now, straight, straighten your spine up without doing anything else with your arms. Your backswing will get longer by two feet. Well, we had one of our PGA Tour players in two weeks ago. The guy's multiple winner on tour. So this is not, um, you know, this is one of the better golfers in the world. And he was only rotating his shoulders 72 degrees. Uh Most everyone listening to this podcast can rotate your shoulders 72 degrees. And this guy is fit and has a good range of motion. But it was the spine angle was hindering that and his shoulder movements were hindering that. He went to work on it. And now he's back over 90 degrees of rotation, kind of in that sweet spot where you need to be. And, you know, these guys cannot afford to lose distance. (laughs) Everyone gets older every year. And you can't afford to taper distance off at a decent clip, right? The mother, you know, father time, mother nature is going to take care of that for you. So you've got to keep these advantages going. And for the rest of us who don't play on TV, don't play for a living, you know, it's almost like those losses come exponentially faster. So we can certainly kind of alter the mechanics to stave off that deterioration, or in your case, you could still increase it. Yeah, 
there's always room to kind of get better and learn more about the swing. It's making it more fun to play again. Absolutely. So that's the idea. And we only went to the top of the backswing. What happens from there is as you start down, spine stays pretty neutral to about left arm parallel. You've already shifted, hopefully, to your left side. That shift and that force generation under the left foot starts to tilt the spine. And you don't have to ever really try to tilt backwards in the golf swing. If you are, you're not doing it correctly. That should be a reaction from the forces in the left side. Absolutely. All right. That's a, a really good topic and one that we will definitely go into further because we didn't even really touch on the down the line view. Kind of paint that full 3D picture, but it, yeah, it's something to wrap your time. head around. I think if you can come away from this episode, wrapping it around and keeping it neutral, keeping it safe and keeping it where it can generate more club hits before you, you'll be better for it. Uh, anything else we need to cover before we head out? No, but uh, guys, if, if this is helping you out, please go on to iTunes, leave us a five-star and a written review. If you can take the time, that'd be great. That allows more golfers to find the podcast, and we're trying to help as many people as we can, and you can help us do that. Awesome, guys. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll see you all in the next one.